I posted something on Instagram. I went to see the DC League of Super Pets movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, animated film about all of the Justice League members' pets, essentially. No, I know. And how they have, you know, superpowers and they help the the city. I'm like, this was a better movie than most of what DC has come out with in the past decade. (laughs) And that guy, he was like... Holy Christ! I gotta, I gotta bring. This is gonna be the intro, by the way. All right. After okay. I get, after I get off the. I have fucking, no idea what you're talking about. It's okay. After I get off of the mom life Instagram, holy Christ, she's unhinged. But uh, what Who? is it? Oh, one second. Okay. What this guy say? You're gonna stand there and tell me New Mutants, Dart Phoenix, Fantastic Four, all of them, Punisher, Morbius, Ghost Rider, Elektra are all slam dunks. And I'm like, wow. Is that is that what you took from what she said? Really? Well, this wasn't about mom life. This was about DC super pets. I'm like, well, <laughs> I essentially said, I mean, I don't care all that much about it. And he didn't respond yeah. to me. Anyway, five. I hate it. Okay, four. <laughs> Three. Two. And one. One. Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Okay, enough about the whole DC versus Marvel rivalry. My name is David Auger, and welcome back to the happy hour, uh, episode four, season six. Welcome back to the podcast, Veronica. Thank you. You're so welcome, I guess. Uh, again, my name is David Auger. <laughs> Do I Auger. introduce myself? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm about yeah. to. Okay. Uh, my name is David Auger at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com, joined by Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And Beth is not with us this evening. She's feeling under the weather as opposed to over the weather, which we all yeah. feel when we're you know normal. We're over the weather. I think we looked that up one time, didn't we? I'm not what, sure because I'm thinking about means. it now and it doesn't make sense to me. I think we've talked about it before. Hmm. Possible. We are the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter, Happy Hour Pod on Instagram, happyhour.com and youtube.com slash happy hour. Um, it's another yeah. week of some riveting Habs news from top to bottom, just seismic shifts in the uh, the team's overall culture, uh, their their management outlook and everything. Um Frankly, it's 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 we we get the news that we that we get. However, something big did happen in that Stefan Robidas or Robidas was named assistant coach, assistant coach of the Habs and a former Hab himself. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So in what capacity? He would be the defensive coordinator. He was a defenseman back in the day when he played. Right, 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 right. Um, let's see. The blurb that the Habs have about him. Robidas, 45 years old, spent last season as head coach of the Magog Cantonier. <laughs> in, in, oh, God. I don't know if I got that one right. In uh, the in the Quebec uh, under-18s AAA Development Hockey League. So, kids. Um, he led the team to the Jimmy Ferrari Cup. Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari Cup. I would say Ferrari. And was named a finalist for Coach of the Year. Robidas has previously was previously named an assistant coach uh, in the Q, Sherbrooke Phoenix, um, on June uh, June 15, 2022, prior to accepting the offer from the Habs. 
So he was a coach for that team on the queue for like a month. Yeah. And then he's like, nope, I'm a half <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, before being uh, going on his coaching career. Oh, he's a Sherbrooke native. How about that? I have a lot of family in Sherbrooke. Um, nice. He uh, had the position of a assistant director of player development and director of player development with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, right. we yeah. grabbed yet another leaf from uh from the organization. The other one that comes to mind, who I was about to, who I was going to mention, was um their skills coach there, Mister Nicholas there. Right. Yeah, and he, Mister Nicholas, we I got him a while ago, home. eh? What's right? that? We got him a while ago, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We got him like, yeah. you know, during the during the primary shakeup, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, he, let's see, Mr. Nicholas had a lot to, Adam Nicholas, that's, I was trying to remember his first name, had a lot to say about uh, Sean Farrell, or Farrell, god damn it, I don't know any of these kids' names. Isn't he a journalist? Sean Farrell? Or like a writer? No, he was a player for the Habs, a kid. Oh, <laughs> well, there's another one. Yeah, the kid from, uh, is that Massachusetts? Yeah, good for them. No, I mean, there's a whole blurb. Like, Nicholas says he's going to be one of another, you know, good kid for the Habs. So we'll have to see about that. Nice. But that's a whole right nice. up there. Anyway, more about our new assistant coach. Let's see, Mr. Robedas. <clears throat> he was a seventh yeah. round selection by the Habs in 1995. Awesome. That is cool. Um, 122 he's regular. pretty pumped, too. What's that? He was pretty pumped. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. He had 122 games with the Habs between 99 and 2000. Um, but freaking, oh my God, 937 regular season games over the entire course of his career. So he's almost right. almost part of the 1,000 game club. He played for the Habs, Dallas Stars, Blackhawks, Ducks, Maple Leafs, and 258 points. Good for him. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else did they have about him? Mr. Roby Dust. Do, 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 do. Yep, 15 years in the NHL. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, he was, his time with the Habs was during my dark years. Mm. Yeah, where I didn't really watch hockey because I had the babies. I think those are dark years for everybody, Habs related. <laughs> yeah, I guess We're so. talking about what, yeah, we're talking, yeah, the turn of, turn, turn of the millennium. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Some of the worst hockey you could ever imagine out of the Habs until this past year. Funny. Funny how that happens. And uh yeah, no, he's fired up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be Martin St. Louis and Stefan Roberas behind the behind the bench. Good for them. I'm gonna say it one last time. Robida. 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 Robatus. <laughs> Robitus. Diabetes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see what other cool things happen. Oh, this whole story between Chris Weidman and Yorai Slavkowski was great. I was actually just going to take some uh, quotes out of that one. Um, of course, we got players' numbers. Um, you know, last week, uh, most mo notably, um, Yorai is taking number twenty, and who was number twenty before him? Well, Chris Weidman. Uh, what happened was, uh, let's see. I'm just going to quote Chris here. He said, first and foremost, we're trying to create an environment and a culture where he, your I, feels welcome with the team, explained Weidman, who's now number six. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are really happy about that. 
Um, he goes on to say, he's a young guy, and I wanted to make sure that he knows that we're excited to have him, and we're going to make it a place where we where he can uh, reach his potential and become a really good player in this league. And Yorai was off, you know, overseas back home. He was shocked when he heard about it. He says, I checked my phone, I saw the picture on Instagram, and it was unbelievable. It's really special. It's not always like that when you come to the NHL and you're young. You don't always get your number. Number 20 has significant meaning to Yorai. It's his number for the international team uh, when he plays for right. um, Slovakia. Back, yeah. um, <clears throat> you don't always get your number. When I saw that, he gave it to me. I was like, wow, just another great thing. Um, of course, uh, Chris and Yorai exchange texts after the fact. Very happy about it. And they're going to be getting dinner at some point when he comes back over to Montreal for training. And that, to me, it just kind of... Um cements sort of the expectation that they have that this guy's going to make the team out of camp. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. particularly because, you know, it's, it's sort of the, 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 the common, the common um, assumption that it's going to be a lost year. So, you know, I think, I think that they, they think he's going to make the team out of camp oh, yeah. because yeah, they made a big song and dance about his number in the off season. So and taking it away from another player as well, mm -hmm. um, as you know, as inviting as Weidman might have been, it's 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 still significant. Yeah, it's a big deal, and you know, yeah. even more to that, um, everyone's saying Yorai is probably going to make the team out of camp. Like it's almost yeah. like unanimous. Um, one of the things that we were talking about last year, um, last week, on the episode is how Yorai was foregoing going to the uh, yeah. World Championships in the you know, the, um, oh my God, juniors. the juniors, thank you. Yeah. Not going to juniors in order to concentrate on training for the NHL. And I was like, wow. All right, go for it. I mean, if yeah. there's anyone, if there's anyone that can do it, probably him. If there's any, you know, development team that we have now with the Habs, this mm -hmm. is the first test for them, I think, because everyone always said Habs don't know how to develop. Yeah. That's been the song and dance, like with fucking Kotka Niemi. My God. People are still saying he should have went to Finland for his first year. Yeah. Hi, Gord Miller. Hi, Gord Miller. How you doing? <laughs> Not saying you're right, Gord. But anyway, <laughs> um, so compensation. There's always some sort of extravagant gift or something like that, a, a gesture for um, uh, exchanging numbers. Like remember when, uh, uh, um, oh my God, one of the greatest Habs to ever live, Briefly. Oh, how come I can't freaking think the of the Russian? Yep. Yeah. That's the wife. How come I fucking yeah, with Ilya the, with Kovalchuk. The, yeah, yeah. With the wife and the kids and <laughs> yeah. everything. So when Kovalchuk came to the team, um, he got somebody like a Rolex to get the number. Uh, yeah. That, that he wears. Um, was it Weidman again? No. No, no, it couldn't. I think been. it might have been like Jake Evans or something like that. No, I don't think it was Jake Evans, but it was um, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. What the fuck was this? What the, what was it? I can't believe I can't remember this. <laughs> um, no, me neither. It's all a blur. Yeah, it seriously is. Um, who did Ilya Kovalchuk? I can't believe I can't get this. Oh, uh, Brett Kulak. Bottom Kulak. Brought, he bought Kulak a freaking Rolex That's to right. get number 17. That's right, 17. Because I wear 17. I couldn't freaking remember it. So how about that? Bottom of Rolex. Now, 
for Slavkovsky and Weidman, <laughs> the deal is that Weidman said you have to sign my son's Slavkovsky right. jersey when he gets in. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, Very cool. And then a little bit more from Weidman. Everybody's excited to meet the first round pick. But when he's first overall, it's something special. Just being able to be there that night, it was a really cool experience because Chris Weidman was at the Bell Center uh, for right. the draft. All the guys are going to go out of their way to make sure that he's comfortable and ready to be part a big part of the team. We're going to create an environment and a place for him to be the player that he was drafted to be. Very encouraging. All around. With everything. But that's just yet yeah. another example. So good for Chris Weidman being a really stand-up guy for that. Yeah. And he inherits the number six, which the last guy to wear the number six, he was a pretty cool dude. Was a really cool dude. Oh, God, yeah. What is Vegas doing about that now? Hmm. I guess I don't yeah. really care, frankly. Oh, well. Too bad, so sad. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. So, that's that. Um, What other news happened? Oh, you all are Mia. Tied the knot. Yeah, ladies, he is off the menu. <laughs> it's over. He already oh, was. For, <laughs> for all you Armia fans out there that were yeah. hoping for it. Well, too bad. Not going to happen <laughs> now. So good for Yoel. Um, let's yeah. see what else is going on. We got some dates for a rookie tournament. Oh, um, cool. Wait, they're calling it a rookie camp. I could have sworn. No, a rookie but tournament. But it's always coupled with, yeah. Yeah, rookie tournament in Buffalo, New York. I know where that is. Uh, from September 15th to 18th. That's a, a long weekend, if I recall correctly. I'm definitely going to try to go to that. Um, it's not a long weekend. Well, I mean, no. Their 15th is like a Thursday, and they play to the 18th. So it's not right, like a right, holiday right, right, weekend, right. but they're yeah, playing over the over weekend. over a weekend, yeah. Um, they're going to be going up against the rookies from the Boston, Boston Bruins, Sabres, Devils, Senators, and Penguins. With the Habs playing, yeah, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday against Buffalo, Jersey, and Ottawa, respectively. I hate that. What, Somebody's going to get hurt. Well, no, oh, somebody's yeah. going to get hurt. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I wonder, hmm, I wonder if your eye is going to be a part of that. That For would sure. be very fucking cool to go to if your eye yeah. playing. Totally. Shit. I have to see if I For can For sure go. he will. We'll have to call some people. Um, also, the Laval Rocket coach, the staff for the Laval Rocket are going to be the the team, you know, uh, coaching staff for this particular tournament led by oh, cool. Jean-Francois Houle. And uh, yeah, so they'll be running the practices during that time and the games. Awesome. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You have medicals and physicals on September 14th. Oh, at Brassard. So, okay, so everyone in Montreal, September 14th, all the rookies that are going to be going to this tournament will be going through their medicals and physical tests in Brassard at the Bell Sports Complex on September 14th. So, if you want to see some of the... It's going to be packed. Yeah, some of the... Oh, yeah, it's going to be fucking way packed. But, uh, yeah, yeah if, you have a, a, if you have a Wednesday morning off, there you go. <laughs> sure, you can make that an excuse for work, no problem. People are already penciling it in. They fucking better be. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Um, okay. Time for my favorite topic of the night. <clears throat> Evgeny Dadanov is so happy to be a hab. It's, he's just, 
He's so happy. <laughs> we should have gave him number six with how happy he yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, the she smiled way more. Oh my lord, he the the video of him getting the jersey on. You could have been taping that in like his <laughs> bedroom, putting on a t-shirt. It's like I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Just, that doesn't not not how he sounds like, but uh, yeah. So he's wearing his number sixty three. But <laughs> Jesus, all the pictures he's taking with fans, even the ones on this article, <laughs> it's, it's like he wants to be anywhere else but yeah. here. I love yeah. it. Yeah. On uh, his nickname. And he's asking questions like, is this where we come out? That's where I came out when I would play here. And like, he's just like, really? That's your question? Okay, cool. So he's very serious. He's a super. <laughs> serious guy oh my lord oh man he's like um yeah he's the best 33 year old guy you know so he's a bit of an an old man on the team mm-hmm. that, with all the young talent that we have now yeah he's an oldie um geez yeah he's mentioned some of his favorite habs are patrick wah saku koivu alex kovalev you know of course of course the russian persuasion there mm-hmm. um Wait, I want to start next season sooner than it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, good for him. I've always liked playing that, yeah. against Toronto. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> You're going to fit right in, Dad, and all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I was actually surprised when I was reading through it to see that um, he already knows, like, a lot of the members of the Habs through previous teams, Mike Hoffman, Mike Matheson, Sam Montembeau, and Chris Weidman, um, all former Panthers, and I never made that connection until right, yeah. it was mentioned here um let's see let's see uh when i came here as a visiting player i always thought that montreal was pretty good and now i think it's really good my wife likes <laughs> it as well praise that and all the kids are really excited about the move too they spent the last five winters in florida so they haven't seen much snow that's the exciting part for them they want to come yeah, to Canada totally. and experience winter it's like oh yeah do that you're ready now. do that yeah <laughs> And his freaking nickname, Big Daddy. Yeah. How tall is Daddy? I love it. Is he actually a large daddy? Let's see. He's he a forward, is almost right? taller than me. <laughs> he is a he. No, no, he's like five foot ten and a half, actual and a half on the fucking right <laughs> on Wiki. I love it. I yeah. love it. So good for him. So no, I just I had to mention that because the whole. That whole shoot with him with the halves just had me in stitches. Yeah. It just looked like he would have rather been anywhere else. <laughs> totally. And and I mean, um, you know, the, it, it, like I haven't been on Twitter much because I've, I've been on vacation, kind of like vacation. Oh, yeah. And, all your, all your you know, family came by. With family visit. visiting and stuff like that. So I haven't been looking much. But it's just like, yeah, we can flip him for maybe something good at the deadline. And I'm just like, can we just watch? Can we just watch the season? Like, why are we already playing GM and 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 contemplating what we're going to do with this player? Let's just watch the season. Like, oh. who who the fuck knows? Don't you know that the number of picks in next year's draft is actually more important than the season itself? That is something I have learned since like being being really invested in a hockey team. Is that there's definitely I don't know if this is true for every. Uh, sports fan you know fan base but yeah. people don't care about anything but how many draft picks they got that's it after the draft it, 
come hell or high water with the season. Yeah. You know, if they do better, less draft picks. Oh no. Yeah. Like what? what? Yeah. Are you fucking insane? Come on now. I was figuring Dadnoff comes in. He doesn't have like super numbers, so I didn't I didn't really know where he would fit. You know, uh, with, yeah. with, with the Habs. Like even now, I'm thinking, where wh- where do you play him? Um, he's not going to be with Suzuki. One imagines. Is he a power play guy? I'm not even sure actually. Um, because like I never yeah, heard I anything know. about Dadnoff being a power play guy. Um, yeah. Is he going to be like besides Jake Evans? You know, third or fourth line center down there. Yeah, I don't know. It just adds yet another, and we've been saying it often, it adds yet another mystery to that strange meat pie of training camp when that happens. And that's yeah. going to be that's gonna be really cool. And which, of course, then makes the rookie tournament all that much more exciting because rookie tournament, then training camp, I think, typically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and I mean, it just, it just kind of it defies credulity that... Um, Kent Hughes is going to be making a nothing move for this player, like in the early off season, you know, with an eye to flipping him later at the trade deadline. So, you know, it just, it, it, it just interests me. Like the more and more I watch Kent Hughes and company operate, the more, the more intrigued I am. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think he's just going to be like acquiring depth in a quote unquote lost year all what people are already predicting is going to be a lost year. So, right. Right. Yeah. That is the, the beat of the drum really. And like, as you've said previously, you know, Martin St. Louis is getting ahead of the curve there and saying, I'm not coaching yeah. to win. I'm coaching yeah. to, to get these players good. And that's good because yeah. bench is new. The players are new, and man, it's oh, I really can't wait. I think it's gonna be really cool. I really do think it's gonna be cool. We'll see. I just don't want like just um, I feel badly for these guys who went through the season that they did last season to just have another horrible losing season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing that 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 makes me feel like oh, they're already they're already going to be 32nd place again like man these guys really suffered last year oh yeah and i really wonder hmm. yeah because it's like finishing 32nd is one thing but finishing in 32nd the way that they did is a completely other thing too because i mean there were games where they were just getting rocked absolutely demolished it i mean just in every aspect of the game yeah there's just like no cohesion anywhere not necessarily the score sheet but it was just like dude you guys can't do anything oh they were getting killed murdered murdered out there yeah it was awful 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 yeah. awful goodbye jeff petrie fucking oh See? yeah so the reason that you weren't here with us you know for the past two weeks is because you were mourning the loss of jeff petrie <laughs> I know you're 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 always very nervous about losing Jeff Petrie, and now that's actually happened. How do you feel? I was thrilled when it finally came through. I think it was a Saturday, or it was a weekend anyway. When it finally came through, I was like, hey, "Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye!" Like, um, I, I'm glad that um, Kent Hughes made it a priority and and just you know got rid of him. Like the guy asked for a trade. You don't keep a guy who asks for a trade uh, for whatever reason it might have been. Um, you know, and ultimately it turned out to be because of some fucking anti-vax bullshit. So, 
you know, it's just like, okay, like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to hold your team hostage for the fucking political beliefs of anyway. So it was, it was a good thing that he, he was gone during the season. Um, people are aware of how, of my feelings about him. And like I said that day, if Jeff Petrie had shown an ounce of leadership when his team needed it with the leadership void of Edmondson, Byron, uh, Gallagher, Weber, uh, Carrie Price, uh, I can't even think of who else was missing at the time. If he'd even shown an ounce of leadership instead of pouting the entire time, because, you know, like, you know, presumably he made it clear after um, Dominique Ducharme got got fired, um, you know, he was unhappy with the coach and fucking dude, all these guys, all these kids on that team are looking to you for leadership. And if you had demonstrated by example, how you're supposed to do, whether you're happy or not, um, maybe it might have made a difference. And like Simon Salikas also said, like somebody asked Dominic Ducharme what a joy Jeff Petrie was to coach during those <laughs> first few months. Like, anyway, I'm not going to miss him. Uh, Julie, goodbye. Um, enjoy Michigan or enjoy wherever the fucking Pittsburgh. And yeah. um, Pittsburgh with Ryan yeah. Paling, of all people. Who would have thought Ryan, Ryan Paling Ryan too? Paling. Strange. The, the fact that the fact that like people like fans were like super overvaluing Jeff Petrie and in, in what could come in a possible trade. They had to package him up with somebody. What does that tell you? Well, and even further to that, apparently Pittsburgh did not want to give up Mike Matheson. But, nope. you know, apparently, um, you know, Ken Hughes said, well, yeah. we need a player for this. And there it was, so yeah, yeah it was uh, Mike Matheson, a fourth round pick for next year. Uh, for yeah, Petrie and Paling highly regarded by Kent Hughes as as far as a human being. Yeah, highly and regarded even by the always Pittsburgh, like to hear that Pittsburgh um mentioned too like ah oh, we lost Mike Matheson oh, yeah so oh yeah um also saved about a uh, two million bucks in cap as well as the Dadenov for Shea Weber saved another two million in cap for the yeah. all important cap that everyone seems to be upset that we have no cap now. <laughs> weird um um, apparently people want to spend what cap we don't have on pk suban no absolutely fucking not zero i'll eat my hat if that happens i I cannot see it happening even with the savings you know the habs have done uh the hab they have 250 ish thousand dollars of cap left none in other words yeah um and they still have to sign. I mean, to me, that sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, to to all of us, that's a, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of money. Mega Millions was a one point two billion mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't win. I won twelve dollars. Nice. That's a you know, that's a couple dinners, in the grocery store. This yeah, you get some veggies. You get a little rice. All right. Sure. Look, sure. I know how to stretch a buck. Whatever you say, Veronica. Um, <laughs> now, all but that- yeah, no, like, please stop it with the PK Subban talk. Yeah, it's it's over. It's not going to happen. It's not yeah, going to happen. Particularly no- if this is a development year. Of all the people to not bring in, it's it's that. Like, honestly, yeah. now, come on now. Um, now, I mentioned 250K in cap. Apparently, according to Cap Friendly, and this is something that I should have double checked last week because I mentioned it before, we still have to sign Kirby Doc. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. I'm not entirely okay. sure why Cap Friendly has it there, but he's a restricted free agent. 
which I guess means that the Habs can just take their time with him. Oh, and I think, I'm not sure if he was one of the qualifying offer people that, oh, yeah, I forget all that now. That sucks. I can't remember any of it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, maybe what they're doing is that since uh, Jonathan Drouin is on injured reserve, they're using that money to fill in Doc and blah, 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 blah. Right, right, Of right. which, the curious case of Jonathan Drouin is this is last year where he has to put up or shut up. It has to be. It has to be. Too many good things. Yeah, no, I up. agree. Yep. Come, I too, agree. Too many good things coming up the pipe now for Jonathan yeah. Drouin to be like, you know, sure, injuries, et cetera, yes. but just, man, what a, what a, yeah, what a we saga to, we have to make he was. something of this now, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. What a saga he has had with the Habs. Anyway. And, and, you know, all of, all of the mental health issues that he, he was going mm-hmm, through, mm-hmm. aside from the <clears throat> physical injuries, um, you know, like we've mentioned it many a time that all of his teammates think that he's the most talented, sickest hands, softest hands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, many so, years running. Uh, it's time to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, another significant significant move by the Habs. Uh, Mario LeBlanc stepping down as video coach after 25 years. Uh, that's too bad. Uh, 25 years as uh, Canadian's video coach. Mario LeBlanc announced to the team that he's stepping down from the position and full-time duties. He will, however, remain involved in the organization as he will continue his work in the hockey development department. Uh, let's see. That means uh, Daniel Harvey... Yes, will be the video coach for the Habs. Um, it's something that he did with the Laval Rocket last season. And there isn't too much else to say about that. Just longtime video guy for the Habs. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Very cool. Since the existence of video. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously <laughs> now. Seriously now. Since 1997. Good for him. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Good career. And he's staying on. Merci, Mario. Yep. So he's staying on. Sorry, in a diminished capacity. Like, is it is it is it a question of he wants to leave because it's his own decision because of his time or not sure. I think he's just um, stepping down from full time duties It mentioned, but he's still going to be in the player development camp there, I guess. Right. Whatever they have. Right. And so they must have their eye on somebody else. That would be my. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I mean, hey, with how well the Laval Rocket have been playing the past two seasons, and they do, they play well, those guys. Yeah. They're fun to watch, and they win. Holy crap, are they good. Um, Except for that if, last if game that video, you saw them. If their video coach is coming up for the Habs to help them out, more the merrier. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll take it. Let's see what else was there. Oh, yeah, I mentioned before how Adam Nichols was talking about uh, Sean Farrell. Um, it's yeah. just... Nicholas says participating in international events versus bigger and more seasoned opponents was invaluable for the star pupil, blah, 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 blah. Um, well, let's see what he does at training camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a I'm thinking Sean Farrell. I think it might, he might write for the Globe and Mail. He might be a different kind of journalist entirely. Oh, nice. But it's a very common name, as it turns out. Ah, Sean Farrell's nickname is the Silent Assassin. Ooh. Because he's very quiet, but he competes. Missum. Yeah, totally. Once when everything he does, a former 2021 USHL 
Player of the Year, United States Hockey League, maybe. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Go and look up Sean Farrell really quick because I don't remember when the hell we drafted the poor kid. And I couldn't find any meaning for like an origin for under the weather. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, 2020. Round four. Picked 124th overall. Tons of accolades, though. Holy crap. Bronze medal. NCAA, NCAA AA champion. Oh, yeah. Clark Cup. Wow, look at that. All-star team. Most points. Player of the year. Wow. An undersized forward. Ah, he's going to fit right in with the Habs. Good for him. He's from Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Strange place, Hopkinton. Why? No idea. It just sounds weird to me. Oh, okay. The name of it. But there it is. That's all the news I got. We're also coming up on our time now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so it's good to be back. I had um, my aunt and uncle, whom I had not seen since prior to becoming a mother. So for over 20 years, Mm. um, they came to visit. My uncle's a dermatologist, so he came here to attend a conference and, um, you know, packaged in with spending a couple of weeks here, um, seeing his sister, my mom, and seeing all of us and and, um, brought his lovely wife who I adore so much. And it, like, I mean, I haven't seen them for that long, but it's, it's like we picked up right where we left off my favorite uncle by far. Don't tell my other uncles. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mean, he's like, just like every South American, he's extremely active on WhatsApp. So oh, yeah. we are constantly in constant touch. And um, but yeah, it was really good to have him here. Um, really good for my mom to see her baby brother, too so yeah so yeah so i haven't been like really looking at anything on on the on the twitter um you know i always get notifications when the habs announce anything but it is the dog days of summer so i didn't really think i was missing very much glad that i glad that i caught the dad and off welcome though yes that's honestly the most significant thing that you could catch yeah but yeah and he does he, it, it is kind of like having markov back like he's just like so dry Mm-hmm. We've always you know, we needed that's a, fun. we've needed a dry Russian, and so yeah. there he is. We got him. Gotten. <laughs> and I'll bet on. the kids are gonna love him. I, I have a feeling that he's you know he's not interested in letting us see who he really is. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I will be back in Montreal this weekend. Um. It is the oh. it is the Il Sonic Dance Music Festival in Montreal at right. Jean Drapeau. I'll be going up with a bunch of people that have never been to Canada before, so I hope we don't get any trouble at the border. One of these people is actually from the UK, so bless you. That's going to be interesting. Nice. Yep, so we're going to go there, dance, be tourists, etc. Should be a good time. Cool. Aside from that, let's see. I saw Nope. Nope, I thought was cool. Oh, yeah, and? A lot of people didn't like it because they said, well, it's not a horror movie. I'm like, well, yeah, once you... Once you, you kind of figure out what's going on, like not even halfway through the movie, it's like, oh, okay. Now it's like a, how do we deal with this type of movie? And yeah. Oh, something's out to get us movie. I thought it was okay. interesting. I really liked how um, it all came down to a horse tamer's know-how on how to deal with this thing. And I was like, very good. 
very underrated profession horse tamers. Yeah, for sure. Because they're fucking crazy. Oh, my Lord. The horse tamers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my favorite quote from the movie, I think, was um, it has spirit, which means it can be broken. I'm like, oh, damn. They're really going to try for this. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw Nope. I saw DC Liga, DC Liga Super Pets. I thought that was cool. What else did I see? There was something else that I caught as well this past weekend. Maybe I'm just thinking of Kiki's delivery service last night. And that's just, that's a repeat from years ago, Studio Ghibli movie. Right. Anyway, I think that's it. So I've been obsessed with Better Call Saul and I cannot wait till you see the new season. Oh yeah. I'm waiting for it to come on the Netflix, which will probably happen. Only two more episodes left. Maybe it'll happen in September. Maybe it'll be on Netflix. I don't know. I think so. I I don't know. Double check that. I've got them all recorded on my PDR. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there was a new episode last night and then two more Mondays and then it's all over. Forever. Cool. Yeah. In the meantime, I restarted the, the show Vikings. Love that show. Oh, when that first came out. Um, Vikings, of course, it's a show about those guys from Scandinavia. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, With the I, horns? I really... Historically inaccurate, actually. They never had horns on their helmets. That was stylized for German opera. That's actually. lame. Yeah, yeah. They never they never had, uh, you know... Yeah, it's kind of weird, because, like, what's the point? Exactly. That's exactly it. It's, yeah. it's, it's not practical. And Vikings, no. as brutal as they were, were very practical people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no time really for fucking around. I really enjoy the first few handful of episodes of Vikings because it's it's a history channel show, but it's not like a documentary. It's like a drama thing, but it's loosely based on historical stuff. Okay, um, cool. It takes place in the 8th century, you know, AD, like right after the Dark Ages. And yeah. it's the dawn of the Vikings being able to cross oceans, which was a big deal. First few episodes talk about that. How did they do it? Guy builds a new boat, and he's like, well, actually, these aren't nailed in here. I didn't nail them in there because you need the boat to move with the waves. It's a crash against them and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that right. was cool. And they explained how they used a, a sundial and a sunstone, which is just like a big thing of quartz. You hold it up, and if it's a cloudy day, you could still kind of see the sun a bit clearer because it reflects off the quartz more. To use right. that, hit the sunstone, uh, sundial, I'm sorry, and depending... On the sun's position at noon, the dial casts a shadow. And if the shadow's too long, they're too far north. Too short, they're too far south. So right. they readjust their, you know, sail accordingly. So yes. the first few episodes talk about that and also just the interaction between Vikings and, like, Christian priests. And it's just, it's hilarious. I love <laughs> that cultural clash because it's so alien to both people yeah <laughs> about what's yeah. going on because uh vikings totally were not kind out. they were not kind people the 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 priests hmm. the, vikings the vikings were not kind people oh okay yeah interesting mm. i might check it out I think it I is interesting it's not it's not like overly violent either but it's very if for a history channel show yeah it's awesome for the time i mean mm -hmm. they were like you know sort of priests like not very civilized still so oh yeah that's right um but it, it's, it's i such... saw something too what's that 
Uh, sorry, you're not done. Oh no, I was just going to say like what was um one of the favorite quotes from an episode I I saw today was a uh, one of the one of the Vikings is talking to one of the priests that can actually speak um Nordic, uh, Scandinavian, whatever, and he's saying that you know why 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 does your god have silver and gold? He must be very greedy. You know we have greedy gods too, and the the priest was like beside himself trying to explain why there were so many riches in the church and it just made no sense to the viking at all i thought that was that was very clever of them to loop that yeah little because it doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah there it is (laughs) that's the other thing they're in the church and they're like their god is dead on a cross what what good can he do here yeah exactly (laughs) what kind of hero is this he's like odin's alive thor's alive (laughs) this god is not alive (laughs) it's just it's so funny how they made it so believable in how yeah. crazy it was it's, it's a cool it's show it's, it's on hulu so you might be able to watch it oh okay well i have the history channel so i might be able to find it on there um Maybe. but yeah no totally because it's such a foreign concept to them this whole organized religion shit right oh, yeah. um everybody knows how i feel about that but oh, yeah. um so one thing that we watched last night and i forgot to mention mm. um after we watched saul we watched have you seen the summer of soul the Summer of Soul, like Soul? The documentary that Questlove got the Oscar for. There was a musical fucking, what's that called? Musical festival. Yeah. In fucking Harlem. Oh, I see. At the same time as. Um, in Woodstock Woodstock and this is like I want like this they had hours and hours and hours of footage of this festival that um, hadn't hadn't been shown or unearthed or anything for like decades and Questlove took all of this and put it together and it is just like dude Woodstock was great. I've seen the movie a million times. This show, like if I had been given the choice, I'm like, I'm going to be in fucking Harlem. They had Stevie Wonder. They had fucking Sly and the Family Stone. They had um, in, uh, the Age of Aquarius people. They had, <laughs> which brought back so many memories oh, for me yeah. because I had to listen to that hair hair um, musical like eight, five, eight million times when I was a kid. But it, this documentary was just so enjoyable. I defy you to watch it and not dance. Um, it's just fascinating and fascinating that nobody's ever heard of it. No one. Nobody never ever heard of, heard of it. And so funny because it's like, where would I rather go? Harlem in the 60s yeah, or Bethel Woods in the 60s? Uh, like- I've, been to, I've been to Bethel Woods. Yeah. It is in the middle of fucking nowhere that place i grew up like fucking 10 miles from woodstock the actual town in new york so i know all about it granted today bethel woods has an amphitheater there that is beautiful it is an amazing venue but back then no i'm going to fucking harlem go and listen to the age of aquarius these people all went down to the stage every day and then they went home at night it was like right there in the city Mm -hmm. so cool it is so good Yeah, no, it was really cool, really cool. And like just impossible to watch it and not like move. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. Uh, Vikings, Better Call Saul. Nope was good. Um, (laughs) DC Super Pets. 
And yeah, I think that's it. So I think that's it for today then. We've gone over time, but that's all right. Because it's been a while. Sorry, guys. I had to talk about Quizlove's movie. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, Yeah, uh, we're done until next week. We'll be back on either Monday or Tuesday, depending on our schedules again. Um, I start my new job Friday because I actually, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> I had a, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you all about that in a second, but uh, okay. yeah, so that's it. Anyway, bye-bye. Catch you all okay, later. Goodbye. Like and subscribe. And, uh, like and subscribe. We'll have all your Habs news for next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Happy August. Thank you. Happy August. Happy August. Yeah. In the home stretch.